You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Yeah, I compete, but it goes, yeah. you go by compete, right? Yeah, compete for sure. It's pretty yeah. much what everybody calls me, so. Yeah, and uh, with Utah Jazz Gaming, I'm actually really excited today, because for me, this has been kind of like opening up a whole new world, Yeah. and I started watching you guys, I watched you guys live against Bucks Gaming, mm-hmm. and I was surprised, like, how fun this is to watch you guys play, um, and so I just have some questions, just kind of from kind of a fan point of view, and also just a team point of view. Uh, so I guess I just wanted to start. Like, what's it like being a, a pro gamer? I mean, when I was, I'm 35 now. I could just mm-hmm. see what you guys are doing is kind of <laughs> a dream job in a way. How do right. you guys look at that? And how do you look at being in the NBA 2K? Well, growing up, my whole life, I was always a gamer, not a pro gamer, you know. But uh, gaming was something I did as a hobby, right? Now when you're a pro gamer, it's something you do for a living. So it's very different. You know, when you go to work, that's, you know, your living. You you go, you do your 9 to 5, whatever you do for a living. But now as, as a gaming, as a profession, you come in, you play the game, you work on your craft, you perfect your craft because you want to be the top of the line, right? Then after you uh, play and practice and all those things, you go home, sometimes you still play because... This is one of those jobs that you don't get tired of. You know, you might get tired of playing one game all day, but there's millions of games, right? So just as a pro gamer, there's so many different things you can do on a daily basis. And, you know, you're just used to gaming, play a lot of games. Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. Because like, we all love playing these games and stuff. But mm-hmm. does it change going from, like you said, it's still fun. I was gonna yeah. say, that was actually one of my questions. Like, mm-hmm. is it still fun now that it's a job? Mm-hmm. Like kind of have to get good at it. You have to play. Like, well, to me, um, to, I only play one game. Yeah. Like everybody know, I just play two K. So like, even after you know, we have a, a, a real game or we got practice, I would just go go home, shower, and play some more two K with my friend instead of like just playing with the pro gamers. Like sometimes I like playing with my friends just to teach them things, and because they want to try to make the league also, so I try to better them too. So, one thing I noticed, first thing I noticed when I started watching is that it's pretty, like you guys are face-to-face with the other teams, mm-hmm. and some of those guys are trash talkers. Yeah. Oh, um. and my, my biggest question, I guess, well, I've got a couple questions about that. How okay. do you, so like if you're losing and you've got a guy trash talking to you, how do you deal with that? Like you guys keep pretty good calm. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be times where it's frustrating. It's very tough. Um, 
when a game is going not the way you want it to go and the other team is trash talking, yelling, targeting you, some people just yell at one person. They have five yeah. players just yelling at one person trying to, you know, rattle his cages or her cages. So it's yes, absolutely. Teams watch teams. You know, we all watch all the games. So if they see any type of mental weakness on the team, I'm like, look, we can exploit him. We can get him out of his game if we just keep just talking, talking to him. Keep talking to him. Keep it's talking. Like Let him know. Yeah. Let him know when he makes one mistake. Make it feel like ten. You know, like keep going for him, and he'll fold. He'll crash, and that will affect the rest of the team, which will give us a better chance to win the game. So everyone's always looking for that edge. They they say things that'll really get to you, you know, because they watch all your games. They remember what you did last week or didn't do, you know. So it's very interesting. Yeah, what Shock is saying uh, is just like that's what separates. It's everybody's good in this league, but that's what separates. You see who can talk and play. You see who can let somebody talk and just keep saying like I I'll give you a prime example. It's a dude named Pete B. Ballin. And he's on the um, Mavericks, the um, Mavericks, Mavericks gaming, right? Yeah, so Dallas, yeah. everybody try to target him. He got no emotion. He just played the game, and that's one of the reasons why you know they have a great record because he's he's like discomposed of it. Yeah, he yeah. just can't. Certain people you try to get to them, yeah, but they just but they don't let you. They, they don't, don't show you. you anything. They just ignore you. Some people show back to you and perform, you know. So, there's a lot of different elements of the league. You just got to know who you're playing. So, who's, who's the best trash talker on, on Jazz Gaming this year? On Jazz Gaming this year? We, it bounces around because I, I have my moments where I want to talk. But me playing point guard, point guard is the hardest position in the league to play. So, um, a lot of the times I have to be focused, like play to play. I got to call the plays. I got to make sure everything's running right on the offense. So, Sometimes I can't. Not talk. to cut him Sometimes. off, he's lying. He's the best <laughs> trash talker. So we had a game, heat check gaming versus um, Utah, and uh-huh. and I was on heat check, and he was just talking the whole game, and like <laughs> I'm just like, can you just be quiet, man? <laughs> <laughs> so he's lying too. I talk. He's talking. Sometimes my my head is so focused on next play, next play that. I won't talk, but when I'm talking, oh, I could get the whole team energized. Well, I, I actually think that's kind of one of the cool things about this. So, like, when you're watching an NBA game, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't always – there's been a few times where I've been in the lower bowl and you get a little closer, and right. that's kind of the difference of lower bowl and upper bowl to me. Yeah. You kind of see the emotion of the play. Yeah, you can hear them. Yeah. Yep. Like, the first time I saw Lance Stevenson play a few years ago, I was like, man, this guy is just mean. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy – and so that was that's what's interesting about this is you guys see the personalities – and that's it one really thing I'll say. Um, in the NBA, you know, when you go to an actual game and you watch it up in the nosebleeds versus uh, floor seats, the game's completely that, different. It's two different, different dynamics. So, 2K League, when you watch it on Twitch and when you watch it in the studio, completely different. Because when you're in the studio, you hear, you see all the trash talk and all that goes on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll get a, you'll get a great uh, viewership watching it on Twitch, but when you come to the studio, you feel it. Like, okay, these guys don't like each other. That's yeah. what you'll feel, you know, but uh, it's all just competitiveness. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. It's actually, yeah, it it's, it's cool how you just yeah. get to know the players. Right. Even more than the NBA. And even, and then, yeah, even beyond like the NFL, because you see the faces. So. Yeah. It's really cool. You mentioned mm-hmm. something that I actually thought about. So, when I was watching, it's, Kind of one of the difference between building a team in the NBA, and if I'm wrong, let me know. Mm-hmm. And kind of building a team in jazz, like the NBA 2K, 
Because in the NBA, you're really trying to fill out that roster with just the most talent possible. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some teams have their off years because they have lower talent. Yep. But, like, for example, the Utah Jazz have really kind of, like, they've gotten rid of a lot of their weaknesses. Right. Yeah. But in, like, the 2K League, you're kind of all on the same level in terms of just the ability of the, the player in the game. Exactly. It kind of comes down to, like, what team is able to outskill or mm-hmm. outstrategize. So, like, how do you guys, because everyone's kind of on the same playing field. Right. How do you get an edge on the other team? Because in the NBA, a lot of times it's like the coach matters, the scheme matters, but in the end, like, the most talent wins. But exactly. how do you yeah. guys see, get an edge? In the NBA, every, you don't have LeBron and Kevin Durant on every team, exactly. right? Yeah. So LeBron's teams just have, yeah, so teams just have a distinct advantage because they have players that are just otherworldly good, you know, um. In the 2K League, there are great players, but everybody's limited because we all play with the same players. Every single team plays with the same archetypes. So no matter how good I am, if I'm better than, better than you at certain things, it might not show because we're playing with the same type of player that can only do so much. So I got to find other ways to beat you in the game by, you know, little things like mental things. Like, like the, trash the game talking. is real. That's why trash talking is so big in our sport because – we're on the same level playing field, and it all matters, like, who can make it fit? Who's chemist- what team with chemistry can, you know, glue faster? Because we're all playing scrimmages every single day, all day long, trying to find out what pieces work. I might need to move him to another position or him here. I might need to move another position. We need to figure these things out. You know, we need to watch film. We need to see tendencies. Where does this guy like to score the ball? So you really have to do your homework against everybody that you play against because you can know certain tendencies because the cool thing about the 2K League is before the 2K League, 90% of the 2K League have all known each other for years. We've all played together or against each other on some kind of competitive level before the 2K League. So when everyone comes in, it's like, I know you. I've been playing against you for a long time. You know, and so, big, that's big and now it's too, And so. now it's more so like fierce because we're both competing and we're representing organizations, but... I want to beat you because I just know you on a different level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's where it all comes from. And if you can make that thing work in terms of, like, getting that real estate in someone's head, like, I get, I'm get, i going to get to you because I know what gets to you. I've been playing you for years. That will give you an edge. I, uh, so I was going to ask you another thing. So mm-hmm. on top of just, like, kind of, like, on that even playing field like we talked about, like, uh, I noticed, like, the style of play mm-hmm. kind of mimics – Houston Rockets a little bit because mm-hmm. I feel like the Houston Rockets kind of have a uh, style that's really just maximized the most efficient style of play right. where you've got kind of like you said the point guard at the top and I, I agree a little bit like that point guard position is important yeah. what I've noticed because you guys mm-hmm. are running like with Kind of corner three shooters, yep. a wing, yeah. and then you've got kind of a and, ev- and, and everybody yep. play the same that's, a, that's exactly. the exactly It's so high pick and roll, you got two corners to shoot and then you got your Sharpshooter like a Kyle Corver on the other side of you that's ready to catch and shoot, and you have to make the offense go. Yeah. You know you have to work the pick and roll. You call out plays if you whatever you're seeing, call out back doors. You're calling out pretty much everything. You have your teammates off the ball. They see the floor as well, so they're gonna talk to you as a point guard. Hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is the way he's guarding me. This is what I can get. Just talk to me. Let me know what you want me to do. So it's a lot of communication because if he cuts and I'm not ready to throw him the ball, that one second mishap, turnover. You know, so you got to really be on a string, and that's the important thing about uh, playing together in this league. That's, yeah, it's actually – and that was my question too. Like, is there – 
because you guys kind of it's that hardened high pick and roll style very yeah. similar is there things that you guys take from the NBA is there things actually that maybe you think the NBA could learn from your guys league mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think yeah, well, um, with me just be playing basketball my whole life, being a point guard, like, Shaka been my point guard for, damn it, what, 2K9, yeah, 2K10, like 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, me just being a basketball player, I would tell him, yo, look at these things, and he's been just learning, just, he's like a sponge, he just learn, 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 and that's why he, he's one of the best players in the league, he just, he just learns, so. Just me saying, yo, I know he's gonna, it's gonna be a back door right here because I see how the defenders playing me, and I could just tell him that, and it could be an easy score, and he could just say, oh, um, Lottie, I know he's he's gonna pinch, so just move a little bit, and he, could, I can get open shot. So it's just like, everything is just like a sponge to him too. Well, that's, <laughs> it's really fun. I actually yeah. have to say, it's surprisingly, mm-hmm. like when you guys were playing Bucks gaming, and it came down right to that end, and. And actually, you guys, and I, maybe we'll, we'll shift to that a little bit, but man, you guys were so close. To yeah, that was yeah. a game. That was I a, felt that. That so. was a uh, <laughs> that was hard loss. Was I was hard just, loss. I, you guys got a fan of me, and I, I'm excited to follow you guys. And, and I, how, So you guys are 6-8 and eight right now. Yes. Trying to finish strong. You're not Trying out. Trying to finish 8-8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. That, that Bucks gaming loss was a little tough. Yes, yeah. it will be but, tough now. Uh, you're not out yet. Like, mm-hmm. There's still a chance. Mm-hmm. What do you guys got to do to kind of... Playing July 17th, right? Yes, we play the Lakers and we play the Kings. So, so the Lakers are out. They're just playing freely at this point. Um, the Kings are in the playoffs. So we'll be playing a playoff team and then the team that's not in the playoffs. So got to bring it, playing two games that night. Uh, we want to close the season off strong. You know, we started the season strong. We started off 4-2. and two. We went uh, to a final four in the tournament, had a lot of momentum. We had a lot of shakeups in the lineup and off the court things going on and then you know that ended up you know affecting on the court so off the court is just as important as on the court the team off the court right now has the best chemistry that we could ask for we just want to see it translate on the court Well, I'll just say that the 2K League, I think if you follow it, you'll really grow in love with it because it's so close in terms of standings, games. Like It's like a football season, 16 games right now. Every game matters, you know, so it's highly entertaining to see, like, you can win two games and go from 14 to 5. That's how close the standings is. So you really want to, you know, watch certain games and – you'll fall in love with certain players. Key it's, matchups. It's key matchups, all those things. You'll get to know a lot of history about the 2K League. It's yeah. really competitive, very tight. Actually, that, that So how have you guys seen the league change from year one to year two? And, and where do you see the league going? Like, what have you guys noticed? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a season two player. This is his first season. Um, from season one to season two, is definitely more parity. Um, last year, the talent pool in season one was – pretty top heavy there was like a lot of great franchise players and then like just some role players now the league is full of a lo- so much talent that any team can win like it's yeah, any yeah any team can win you cannot sleep on any team in the league yeah. we almost lost to Detroit they were one of the worst teams in the league but they compete they've had a lot of close losses you know like if you go back and look a lot of close losses so every team's competitive that's what you want to see right you want to see competition at the highest level and that's what you'll get from the 2k league uh 
So I'm here with um, Liz and Deeds of Utah Jazz Gaming. We just got done talking to Compete and, and Lottie. And I was just talking to you pre before we talked. I, you guys are uh, six and eight going into your last game on July 17th, I believe. Uh, I'm excited to watch you guys play because you guys are still in it and still have a chance to get into the playoffs. You need a little help, but you'll be right in there. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys need to do to get those two wins on July 17th? And have a chance to to kind of compete in the tournament. Um, I would say we would need to get back to our high potent offense that we had, you know, at the beginning of the season. Because in both losses that we just had, we held the opposing team to like 55 points and below. You know what I mean? We just couldn't generate points ourselves. So I just feel like if we could score points, we should get back in trouble. I was going to ask, so we, I, I'll just ask some of the same things I asked Pete and, and How? So this season is the second season in the NBA 2K, 2K League. Are you, this is your guys' second season or first season in the league? This is my actually second. my first season. In the first league. season, yeah, okay. This is my second. Second season. So just, what are your overall impressions of the 2K League? What's it been like to be a 2K player? Because, I mean, honestly, when I've... I found out about this and started following. When I was younger, I would have been all about this. And mm. so it's pretty fun to see this grow. Uh, I guess overall, what's it like being a 2K pro gamer? Like if you were telling someone who's reading this or listening to this, what what's it like having the best job in the world in a lot of ways? <laughs> like, yes, it pretty that? much is. Like you just wake up and like, you don't have to like go outside in the morning <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, it's pretty much chill. But to play the game is awesome. Like. To this, especially in like Utah, because we like play in the arena. It's like cool. Like, and then after practice, sometimes we go down there to the basketball court, shoot some hoop. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that actually is pretty cool. So you guys do go down there and just play basketball, yeah, just on the jazz course. It's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I asked uh, those guys in there. They said occasionally compete is the biggest trash talker on the team. Do you agree with that, or? Because we talked, one of the things I noticed, because when you guys are playing, it's a pretty intimate setting. You're, like, facing the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of those guys are trash-talking pretty hard. That's mm-hmm. thing I noticed. Yeah. Like, how do you guys deal with that? And and who on the team do you think is the best at kind of getting them under the skin of the other team? I would say compete is the natural trash-talker. You know, it just comes to them, you know, naturally. And... Me, I trash talk based off of what's going on in the game and, like, who's trash talking on our team or if they're trying to gang up on one of our teammates, you know, then I'll get into it. But, you know, yeah, if you're just talking about the game, it's definitely compete. But if you're talking about real basketball, it would be Lottie. <laughs> he's the biggest trash talker. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely the biggest trash talker. Okay. Uh, and uh, so one of the things I've noticed, too, is and you, you mentioned get back to your offense. What would you describe as, like, the team style for Utah Jazz gaming. Like, what's what's your guys' strength? Is it offense, like you said? Are you more uh, defensive-minded? For example, the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, defense is kind of that calling card. What's the calling card for your guys' team? I would say offense. Because, I mean, we was... I don't know where we rank now, but, you know, we was at one point top five in offense. And our defense was bottom five. So I would say <laughs> offense was our strongest <laughs> point. Focused. Yeah. And you guys started off. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was agreeing to. Uh, I say <laughs> offense too. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So, so you guys started off four and two, mm-hmm. um, and now you're six and eight. Um, 
and I guess that's is that what happened? Is kind of the offense dropped off a little bit? Is that what you say? Kind of. I mean, as the season went. You can explain this way better, but I believe like. Well, we had a trade, and then we had, like, I got sick a couple of times. I didn't fly out, oh, so right. we wasn't really playing, like, without starting five all the time. And the chemistry was just off, and that's what you need in this league, a lot of chemistry. And that's why, like, the Blazers kept, like, 40 players, and their chemistry was built a lot of winning. So I believe, like, if we played together for a long time, our record would be way better. I would definitely agree with that because chemistry is a big part of 2K. Like you said, you know, he got sick at the beginning and in the middle of the season. And, you know, with our starting five, our record was actually 5-2 and two if you count yeah. the tournaments, you know what I mean? So I would say if we had our set five for majority of the season, we would the record would be completely different. I mean, that's interesting, yeah. Like one, it's kind of like an injury to get sick. It yeah. can really affect. How do you keep that chemistry going, right? I kind of want to ask because, you know, every year there's a draft process. It sounds like it's not quite sure what's going to happen with the draft next mm-hmm. year, but... Uh, if you can keep the team together, do you think that'll make you guys an even better team next year? I would say I would I would say yes because we're not a bad team now. Our record doesn't speak to what our talent really is. You know what I mean? Again, sickness and trades. You know what I mean? Like so, if you keep, I believe majority of the teams are going to keep a lot of their players to keep that continuity. You know what I mean? So I can see us doing the same thing just for the simple fact we have a good team. And you guys are together for this July 17th. No reason why you can't win out. Yeah. And who knows what happens. Uh, what's it like going through that um, draft process? Like, there's tournaments to qualify. Like, what is that like? I can't remember. Is it you go overseas to, to – how does it go? How does the, how does the process about go when we getting, got into the, yeah. getting into the 2K? Well, you, how does that go? more fresher with it, so – Oh, it was crazy. Like, it was the best <laughs> feeling ever because I was watching it with my grandfather, right? So I'm like, this team, to be honest. You're talking about the process. Like, oh, you're talking about, like, the combine yeah, and. You know, whatever. Oh, like, like, how to get into the league or the process. Yeah. Oh, all this. the combine was crazy. But also. I like hearing about that, too. I want to hear about that, too. So. <laughs> oh, I got you. So the combine was actually, like, fun this year. Well, it was easier because. The combine, there you go. Yeah, the combine was easier this year because I actually played on a prayer shop this year. I always played on, like, a ball handler ball handler like a point guard but this time played shooting guard played per shop all year and like regular program so when I went to uh, the combine it was just pretty easy the shooting was like easier um, I did great in the combine and then <laughs> <laughs> he had I'd say the best shooting guard stats in the whole combine uh, yeah and then um, the interviews was pretty cool too because I had a lot of interviews and stuff like that um only did three interviews though, but really? yeah. But um, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. But the draft was crazy because I was actually watching it with my grandfather. Right, he don't know what's going on. He's like, "You about to like about to leave and everything else." I'm like, "Yeah, hopefully I get drafted." But in my head, I was like, "I'm guaranteed. I have to get drafted." <laughs> but um, when the third round came around, I was like, "I should get drafted right here," and he was like. Because the first round took forever. The second round took forever. So it was just like over it. Like, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when Utah came around, they drafted me. And my face was on the screen. I was just going crazy in the house. And, like, I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> I'm leaving the DMV early. I'm out of here. I don't never want to come back. Like, stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Like, so 
it, it sounds awesome. It honestly sounds like a lot of fun, and it had to be crazy. I mean, you guys are going through a draft just like NBA players, obviously, obviously mm-hmm. different. But uh, I was going to say, so when I watch you guys play, you have one of the things that I think is interesting about the 2K League that's different than the NBA is that in the NBA you're kind of you're trying to fill your team with as much talent as you possibly can. And every year some teams kind of fall off because their talent either leaves or drops off or whatever. But in the 2K League, you're kind of all playing at the same, in terms of just the player, the talent level. It really comes down to the skill of the players. Unless I'm mistaken. Uh, how do you guys get an edge in games? Like when everyone's kind of on this even play, how do you guys beat the other team? Is it strategy? Is it I, I believe like how we lost a few games is it'd be like last minute uh, mistakes. Like it'd be like the last last two minutes of the game, and we in it, they're in it, and it's like a turnover just changes the whole game, something like that, and it's like momentum just switches. Uh, that's that's how we lost a lot of games this year. It wasn't no blowouts. It's about three five points because the game just changes in the last two minutes. Well, to answer your question, I would say, I me I think is scheme more so over the team sometimes because you can have five people that know what they're doing, but if everybody wants the ball, you know what I mean, it, it could kind of throw the chemistry off a little bit. But if you have people that just know their roles and, you know what I mean, and just run plays and all this other stuff that just goes with the scheme, you know, you might be able to thrive more. But, you know, but 2K, like you said, you want talent. But to me, it's probably to a certain degree. You know what I mean? You want, like, at least three solid players with, like, two role players to just know you're a role player. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. Is there, so is there anything, because I've, I've noticed there's a lot of high pick and roll you guys play. A lot of teams kind of play that way, where mm-hmm. high pick and roll with wing shooter and, and guys in the corner that hit shots. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminds me of the Houston Rockets a little bit uh, with hard and high pick and roll and a lot similar stuff. Is there anything you guys take from the NBA that you incorporate in your schemes? Uh, is there anything that maybe you think even in the 2K League you could, like any an NBA team could, could learn from you guys? Because it really feels like it's kind of this high-level basketball. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I say I'm pretty sh- – we took the – I say the LeBron route, like when you have like a, a stretch at the four and sometimes at the five, so it's like space in the court won't be like – yeah, so certain things you can take from the NBA. Certain things the NBA need to take from us. I was going to say, is there anything like that that they should learn from you guys? Because your schemes really spread the floor and mm-hmm. really like create open. Like last year, I think Giannis took the five out and we broke Lopez this year, and it's like he was running five out one on one basketball. Yeah, because two K eighteen was just a five out game where you shooters everywhere and one ball handler just doing his thing. And that's kind of what the Bucks did this year. They just had four shooters and Giannis, do your thing. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes they do take stuff. Yeah. They, just, they won't say it like, yeah, we took it from a video game, but I think they took it. You know? <laughs> I, I honestly, like, there are some teams that run in the NBA just some archaic styles a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they really could learn from you guys. Like, this is, like, elite-level scheming and style. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said, like, some – Teams just aren't able to get those elite three-point shooters all the time. Right. It's hard to find a Brook Lopez. Right. Know. But uh, it's crazy how he turned up. Like I didn't know he can shoot like that until well, this. Well, he didn't start. He, he didn't start, start out, out like as that. A low post guy. Yeah, he didn't start out like that. Evolved his game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's 
doing more financially because of it. So. He definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, 50, 50 mil, something like that? He did, actually. Let's see. Do you guys have any uh, rivals? Uh, any guy you kind of take it? I, I don't you guys believe enjoy it, beating. I know you guys have like a history with a lot of the players. Is that, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's more rivals with the players. Yeah. Like if you yeah. match up with someone you know instead of like team rivals. Right? Yeah, because you can't. I mean, like you said, it's only year two, so it's kind of hard to just have a rivalry. But I know this year, you know, we had games that we took personal. Like we played the Warriors because they would beat us every day in scrims and would like embarrass us. So we took that game personal. You know, so. I think it's more player rivalries, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys have because uh, you guys are going to play once the season ends. And is there guys on other teams that you just enjoy playing too, or is it really just a camaraderie with the team stuff? I mean, which one? Well, because you guys play like the isn't the my playing stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, my career. My play pro Yeah, that's where the rivalries I would say between players started. Yeah, that's where pro before the league. Yeah, so like I once we got the league, with, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Coincidentally, he started playing with me. You know. <laughs> Four years plus, was trying to go for every time. See, that's the thing. I think they about and they've been like playing. Yeah, they've been playing for a while. That's crazy. So, so yeah. you guys have great chemistry, and that and that makes sense. Like if someone's that chemistry gets kind of broken up during the season, how can they affect? Right. I mean, honestly, watching you guys play, it's like it's it's just like you said, the turnover can really change it because you guys are just. It's close all the way this time. Definitely in 2K. In 2K, if you turn the ball over, it could just string a run for the other team. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, I think that's it, unless you guys got anything else. Where do you guys, I guess just a final question, where do you guys see the league going from here? It's year two. Uh, where do you guys see the league going, growing, and coming? Well, for me, I wish I was younger because I could see this going, you know, very far because you know for one the NBA is behind it they're not going to just let it fail you know they're going to try their best to see this thing through and gaming is a what a 140 billion dollar industry right now or something like that so I can see this going far yeah. alright I'm here with Kev Don't Miss and Rhea number one pick in the draft uh, am I saying it right Rhea? yeah Rhea uh, that's it special one right and, mm-hmm. uh, thank you guys for sitting down I Kind of, I might ask a lot of the same questions I ask those guys, but uh, the first real question is, what's it, what's it like having the best job ever? I'm like, when I was younger, I would have been all about this, and I would have been so jealous of you guys. What is it like being in the 2K league, uh, being a pro gamer? What's that like? Uh, like you said, it's, it's the best job ever, and for me, I've never even had a job before this <laughs> league, so this being my first job, it's like... Boom, you know, it's the best thing you could possibly ask for. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the other things that other jobs have to. You just play the game. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, my, my first job was at Burger King. Uh, just, just a little different. <laughs> just, just a little different. <laughs> yeah. Not too much, but so just a little bit. Cool. Uh, uh, number one overall pick. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the season. How How's that been, kind of being the number one overall pick <clears throat> and going through the season and, and – Kind of looking back, how's that been? What's that been like? Um, well, for me, I feel like just playing the game in general, like it doesn't really matter where you go. Obviously, there's some pressure being the number one pick. You have to perform to a certain standard. But, it, you know, you're just kind of playing 2K, so it's you're in 
your own element playing the game. So it's not really like, you know, you, you have to go out and go crazy. You're just playing the game. So, uh, so you guys, 6-8 and eight right now, going to play July 17th. Still in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a little bit of help. A little but, bit of help. But what, what can you guys do to, to at least ensure those two wins to give yourself a shot to, to advance? Um, I think we just, you know, got to play as a team and stick to the game plan and just, you know, play our game realistically. And, you know, we, we've gone through a lot this year, like granted on and off the court kind of stuff uh, that we've had to deal with. So, you know, as long as we come in with, you know, the right mindset and just like, you know, knowing that we still have a chance, uh, you know, granted with all the help or whatever. So just play our game and do the best we can to, you know, the best of our ability. And then to add on to that, out of our eight losses, we've beat ourselves six times. We've only lost two games where the team actually outplayed us. So we feel like we can really compete with any team in the league and beat any team in the league. So, yeah. Well, and that's what Deeds mentioned. That when you guys had your starters, when mm-hmm. you kind of haven't dealt with sickness and, yeah. and the trade, I think you guys are 5-2. Yeah, and so really something like that. it's kind of it's too bad it's yeah like, it is it's just like the NBA like sometimes a player goes down mm-hmm. and it just affects the season it takes a lot to just you know and like after you know you're in a nice rhythm of things and then something comes up and then it's like you gotta throw something together and you know like when I, I was the sixth man so I had to come in like at the beginning of the season when Gliz got sick I came in for the starting uh, the first tip off tournament or whatever we went through like five or more different lineups and before and like we had like two days before the tournament so we had like two days to practice went tried like five different lineups and we finally were like all right you know like this one is kind of working you know we're doing we played really well with it in scrim so we're like we're just going to go with that and you know that was me playing at point guard would compete at the three um, yeah so you know i've never played point guard and you know competes the point guard so it was you know it was a big difference to like what everyone would I uh, was kind of expecting, but it's just kind of, you know, what was working. And it's just a lot to incorporate, you know, a new person after, you know, like I said, after you're in that rhythm. Uh, how do you, like, so, and I was uh, talking with the other guys a little bit, like, that chemistry seems really important. And, you know, obviously <clears throat> season's not over, and, and I'm I'm sure you guys will be advancing once you win the two games on July second. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> but how do you uh, how do you uh, kind of build that chemistry in the next season and things like that? Because like, you guys are going to go off. It's six months on and six months off. How do you keep that chemistry uh, going? Kind of the draft's going to be maybe a little different, but how do you keep that chemistry strong even in the off season? Um, well, the, the community in general, um, just in 2K, it's it's a really tight community. So everyone's always kind of like talking with each other or whatever, just interacting with each other. Um, so chemistry to keep off the court during the off season shouldn't be too hard. And then just kind of making sure that if we do bring in anyone new next year, that, you know, they kind of fit in with our personalities. Um, so and chemistry is huge in this league because if you're not – enjoying somebody off the court you're not going to want to come in and play with them and you know have that that chemistry that you should have on the court yeah it sounds like that off court is almost as important it is court, it might even be more I, I would have had no you know. idea i had no idea until, yeah that, that's yeah. the thing is because you is, is it your first season my first season yeah. as well, your yes. first season yeah. as well uh 
What are some things that you didn't expect that you learned when you came into into the league? I mean, me coming in, like I said, I was drafted as a sixth man. I personally didn't think I was going to play all that much, like regarding our drafted roster. Uh, so then, like I said, for the tip-off tournament, for me to, you know, have to go in and play the point guard or whatever. And so, like I said, that was a big change. So that was already, like, past what I was expecting. But, like, like we were just talking about the off-court things. It's like you hear people talking about it from season one that, like, you know, people were, like, kind of, you know, not good teammates or whatever it was off the court and how it could translate. So it's just like you kind of listen to it. You're just like you're just playing 2K, like, know it's like you kind of just brush it off or whatever and then once you get into it and then you actually witness like like wow like you guys are actually right like you just never would have thought of like all the little things that go into it like just leading into even before you even load into a game uh for me like it, it goes back to the chemistry thing um I knew like you know you have to be cool with the people but I didn't think like you'd have to like be actual friends like really really good friends with these guys to you know transition to the court because um, when it's not like that it is no good on the court people don't want to really play with each other and then you know that messes up your lineups and then to touch on Kev Kev I think Kev played more than any six man this year I, I think he's the best six man in the league you know because as a six man you know you're kind of there just to be there when called upon and Kev off the court is one of the coolest people I've ever met so Give him a six man of the year trophy. He needs it. <laughs> is there a two K awards like that? I think there they is. Have the NBA. I, I don't know. think there's a six. You man don't think there's a six man? Because I I went through like oh, we got the email. There is right. there is um awards so there's MVP DPOY. Oh, is I think, it? okay, cool. Yeah, like when rookie there or stuff like that. Uh, I think it's August third. August third, cool. I know it's coming up at least. The voting is like starting up. Okay. The actual award will be given August third, I believe. Yeah. Well, that would be kind of, I didn't even know that. So yeah. that's kind of awesome. It is. It is pretty cool. Uh, so one of the things, too, I've noticed is um, I, like you kind of mentioned off-court chemistry and things like that. We kind of saw that with the Houston Rockets. Like There were all those rumors about Chris Paul and James Harden not getting along. Kind of proved to be true this week with the trade of Chris Paul and bringing on. Uh, so I think that's interesting. But another thing I've noticed, kind of a similarity with the NBA and the 2K League, is play styles. Uh, and speaking of the Houston Rockets, it feels like a lot of teams play kind of that high pick and roll mm-hmm. with the main point guard, like with you guys to compete. And and Rhea, you're constantly setting those picks and pick up handoffs and things like that. Is there things that you take, like you're, I don't know how big NBA fans you are, I'm sure you watch the, the games yeah, and stuff, but is there things you take NBA from fan. the NBA that maybe you incorporate? And on the other hand, is there anything that you think the NBA could learn from you guys from um, your style? Well, they're, they're both their own thing, uh, but when you're speaking about a video game, it's usually, you know, you play towards a meta. There's something that works the best, and the other things, like, you can try other things, or you can use other things, but they won't be as good as that one thing. And for us, it's the high pick and roll, or for the league in general, and then you have the post scores, but they, you usually want to play towards the meta, and then the NBA, obviously, when you're you're playing, you can really use whatever you want. You, know, you can come out and play style. What do you mean by the meta? Like, is that, like, a little event? So the meta is, I don't know the exact description, but it's what everybody plays to, right? So um, in, when you play League of Legends, there's meta. There's characters that are in the meta that are at the top of the meta, and then there's characters that come out of meta. 
So it's the same thing for 2K in a sense to where the high pick and roll is the meta. And then last year it was the five out was the meta. So. Oh, and that changed this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, so it changed. And then even last year when they had a midseason patch, the meta changed. It went from almost a double big man mashing kind of thing to a five out. So, really? Yeah. And so did you change your style to kind of fit that? And did that help or hurt you? Um... <clears throat> So this year, the the whole meta the entire year has pretty much been high pick and roll. Yeah. So it wasn't really a huge transition coming in here. It was the same thing, pretty much. Okay. Great. Uh, so I, when I watch, you guys are kind of face-to-face like we are now with mm-hmm. the other team. Compete uh, talked about this. Like I've noticed how much trash talking there is, and it's crazy to kind of see you guys keep your cool. How do you keep your cool when you have someone just talking a lot of trashy guys? How do you deal with that? Because in the NBA, it's like, you know, you'll have one of the matchups, but you're not face-to-face like that the whole time. How do you deal with that? Uh, for me, the majority of the centers in the league I'm pretty close with, I'm friends with, so if they ever start you know, talking or whatever, I kind of just laugh, because it's like what, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, that's that's for me personally. It doesn't really do a lot. But. And then for me, it's like I played sports all my life, um, and I was always really good at just kind of like zoning out noise that I didn't need to really listen to. So, like, I was a big football player, so when I was on the field, there was times where, like, I just, you know, block out the whole crowd, for instance, and it's just like all I hear is whatever's on the field and I don't hear the crowd. So, and then, like, with the 2K League, and once I'm on the stage, it's kind of like I kind of can just, most of the time, I kind of just block out what like what the other team is saying, whatever, and just tune into like our team and I'll, and comp our coach or whatever. So it's just I just kind of like tune it out, and then I mean, like he said, the community is like really close, so like you you're cool with a majority of the people. She's so it's a like talking to you. So it's, so it's like you know they they're talking some smack to you, whatever. And it's just like you can't take it serious all the time, you know. So it's like you kind of just laugh it off and like I you know. You, like, you can have that. You, like, I'm not really a talker, so it's just like, uh, you know, you can talk, cool, like, you got it. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit. It's kind of the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like going from a hobby to a job? Does it, like, have, like does it change when it's something you have to do and you have to be good at? Or have you guys enjoyed it just as much? How do you keep it kind of fun, I guess? Well, I mean, I, I was having a blast playing 2K for free. So if, if you want to pay me to play it, by all means, you know I'm exactly. I'm here. I'm I'll take it. So that no difference really for me, except you got to go a little bit harder because you know you're playing for a professional organization and you want to you know show them that and they didn't. So I think that's how it is because most of us, all of us, you know, we all play like 2K competitively back home. So it's like you know you're playing the game anyways, and now it's like you know you getting a real paycheck it's a real job you know it's like it's not just that hobby but it's still like a hobby you know so it's like and they always say like once you find a job you love it's not really a job and it's like that's how you kind of got to look at it because I mean at the end of the day you're playing you're playing the game you're going to play for free regardless and you like you enjoy playing it for free and now you know it's your job so you know I don't like to say it's my job because you know I enjoy it that much realistically definitely doesn't feel like a job yeah and I guess one other thing, uh, what's it like on game days? Like, <clears throat> is that adrenaline? Is it hard to stay focused, or is it just a fun thing? You know, that you're, what's that like on game days when you're competing? 
especially this July 17th, it's going to be pretty pressure, pressure, yeah. pressure situation. Uh, the, the first game of the tip-off is a little little anxious, but uh, like after that, it was just fun. You know, you're just you're getting on the stage, playing 2K with, you know, some guys you like, and it's just fun, really, for me. Yeah, like, you know, that, that like you said, it was that first game, just kind of, you know, took the jitters or whatever, like the little nervousness, whatever it may be away. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's like, and it's, you know, after, you know, we practice right here or whatever in the arena, and now it's our first time being face-to-face, so we're not in our safety of being home. So it, it's a little bit of a difference or whatever. And then, But, I mean, once, you know, you sit down, you start playing the game, it's like, you know, then it just comes down to you just playing the game that you're playing. But, I mean, after after my first game, it was like, I was cool with it. Like, But I'll admit, I was nervous, you know, a little bit going up to the first one. But, I mean, I think kind of pretty much everyone kind of is, you know. But after that first one, it's kind of just, you know, you're playing the game. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Time.